Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. It's time for Grilling at the Green. Join Jeff Tracy as he explores the golfing lifestyle and tries to keep it in the short grass for the hackers, dew sweepers, and turf spankers. Here's Jeff. Just open up the door and let's take good times in. Tomorrow's gonna be better than today. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. Welcome to Grilling at the Green here on AM860 The Answer, W-E-E-U-K-S-E-Y and a Sorted other stations around the country now. Also, the Golf News Network. I'm JT, your host. Big question is, how's your game and how's your practice? But before we get with today's guest, uh, we'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended, and also Ben Hogan Golf. You can uh, check out your new clubs online. They'll even send you some to try. Just go to benhogangolf.com. Well, my buddy John Breaker from Birdie Ball is back today to uh to join us we've always got stuff to talk about john and i we we are never at a lack for words but if you're if you're just listening to this and you're not being able to see it quite yet john has a new growth spurt going and so <laughs> welcome to the show man <laughs> yeah well thank you uh you know the challenge is uh you know how do you grow and uh, retain employees and compete and uh, you know, fight the good fight. Uh, you know, we're 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 to the challenge, but uh, uh, you know, um, there's some things in the economy that are that are teeing up against us right now. Uh, consumer, you know, consumer products are, are are being challenged. Yeah, they are. Unfortunately, we've got well, we try to stay away from politics in this show, but we've gotten way off the course. Where when you and I talked to I don't know when the last time was on your show, but you've been on this show, but you've been on several times, but year and a half ago, we weren't talking like this. Things were going pretty well. well yeah. A year and a half uh, ago, uh, you know, we're a petroleum based economy. I mean, that's just, that's just the base uh, yeah. start of it. And uh, you know, my products are made out of petroleum I and mean, I, you know, whether it's the turf putting green or whether it's my uh, foam based putting surface, or whether it's the birdie balls, all of those things are a derivative of petroleum. Right. You know, it's something that we don't really remember. You know, we talk about gas prices, but we don't realize that really, you know, everything. If you if you did a 360 view around the room right now, your the you know the monitor, your speakers, from your computer, your phone, you know, uh, the cords for your you know uh, everything has got petroleum in it. So as a petroleum based economy, I mean, I just you know again, politics aside, but I think you. You need to understand that, uh, yes, we need to save the world in terms of, uh, you know, global, uh, you know, I'm going to say climate change. It's you know, hard to say, but it's absolutely you know, what, the, what the scientists say. But anyway, long story short there is you have to have a plan. I mean, you got to step away from it gradually. You can't just overnight turn, turn the petroleum industry off. So, you know, that's, a, that's my bias. Um, I'll, I'll, stick, I'll stick to it. 
but um, that that has, you know, I'll say it this way, I've had eight price increases uh, in the last eight months. Um, wow. And, uh, you know, they're, they're not trivial, you know, they're, they're six, 7% at a time. So, you know, do that math and, you know, so now my, you know, the cost of the raw materials that I use to make the stuff I want to sell to my beautiful customers has gone up 50%. And, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and, and we're a discretionary item. And so I've got to really be careful there, you know, sure. in terms of price increases. And Well, I think you made a great point, John. You don't, when the people, and they're, they're sincere about it. I think a lot of them are about getting, you know, kind of wean us off of petroleum products over a period of time. But sometimes I wonder if they actually do something like you said, just look around the room, look around my studio of everything that is involved, the cords, um, uh, my speakers, monitors, all, all of those have petroleum products in it, the microphones, you know, you know, your, your, your uh, trash bags, uh, you know, uh, your, the sunglasses you're wearing, it, it goes on and on and on. And uh, it's actually, you know, it's almost hard to you know, take a take a view of anything and not see petroleum products. So, again, you know, it's just a, we have to do it slowly. You just you just can't break it um, overnight and, and expect to have no ramifications. And so, well, yeah. And I think that when you start talking about. Okay, if you're going to go down the road, we're going. And we'll get to golf here in a minute, folks, I promise. Um, you're going to go down the road, you're going, and that's going to cause the elimination of certain products, but a long list of them. Okay, how do you replace them? We don't have the technologies yet to replace all those products. We don't have the wherewithal to um, just look at my other show, as you know, John is a, is a, a cooking show, barbecue show. And you look at that and you say, okay, not so much on the barbecues themselves, but what do we put on it? Okay. We put, we put beef or chicken or pork. And then you look at those industries and see how much petroleum, not just to run the equipment, but to sure, run I, the operation. Sure, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so, like you said, we're a petroleum based economy. And if people don't think that's true or think that, oh, Pasha, we can just change that, I think they need to um, come inside and sit down and take a breath for a while, you know, have yeah, a And I'm all for, you know, I, I love our planet as much as anyone, you know, and it's, I think it's just that don't have this myopic view that, you know, that, you know, you can go inside and have you turn your air conditioning on, watch your color TV uh, and have your opinion and not understand that you might have, there, there could be some sacrifices there, you know, and we're seeing that, uh, you know, and the inflation and all the rest of it. But, uh, you know, again, a non-political golf show um, and it's, I, I don't think any of this really is politics. I mean, this is really economics, right? You know, it's the, you know, the politics, this, you know, or, or is always the discourse, but it's really, it's really economics. And if you, you know, if you want to solve it, uh, you know, prudently and then in a, in a nice economic way, do it gradually with a plan uh, and don't just, you know, uh, shock, shock the system because it, it's hard to have a, a system recovery from the shock that we're putting it through right now. Well, we're seeing that right now. 
I mean, honestly, with not just price increases for, for your raw products to make the products that you eventually sell, but just go to the gas pump. I don't know how it is in Colorado. Uh, Oregon, where I live, is one of the two states in the union, I think, where you can't pump your own gas. So we've, you have to, um, there's a small increase with each gallon with that. Okay, we've lived with that for a long time. I get it. Uh, the uh, gas operators here, have, you know, hit a little gold mine on that and they have for 50 years. But uh, there's so many other things that uh, fold into that equation that it's um, pretty shocking at times when you go to the pump and, you know, you'll see a 50 cent to 60 cent increase over the course of 10 days. Right. That's that just hurts people. That's all it does. It just hurts people. Yeah, we were, oh. we, were uh, we had a uh, planning meeting in Breckenridge, which is a little town uh, about 90 miles west of here this weekend. And, and going up, I saw that it was, you know, $4 and 20 cents on the way home last night. It was $4 and 80 cents. Right. And I was, I thought, well, no, I'll get back down toward Denver. It'll be less, but something happened. I, we were gone for four days, so I wasn't watching the news, but something happened. I, I don't know what it was, but you know, we're, we're up another 50 cents here. So, yeah. And that hurts everybody. You know, <clears throat> I saw a thing on Twitter. Our, our brilliant political leader said that he, he said he's tired of trickle down economics. They don't work. And he went on like that. And I thought, you know, I studied economics in college, um, graduate level stuff. And I thought, now, how, how in the hell did you come to that conclusion? You know, just a passing thought, but uh, it was like the, everything goes up and down and, it, and especially from the top economically down, that's how we, that's how our economy works. Of course it is. Yeah. Anyway, so how's your golf game? Oh so man, yeah, <laughs> uh, my golf game. Uh, and I think I told you this. Um, I have not played a, a full round of golf since I played at Whistling Straits, and uh, but I that was a year ago, May. As crazy as that sounds, and uh, it, you know, it was a brutal. I, I spent five days with my fraternity brothers, and I, I by the end of the fifth day, I, I. You know, my caddy was like, where's that swing you brought day one? And, uh, <laughs> you know, so, you know, and, and this caddy and I just got along famously the first few days and then, uh, you know, ninth and 10th rounds. And uh, I had just, it, my body just didn't hold up. We'll be right back with more Brilliant Green John Breaker right after this. Hi, everybody. It's JT. And this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green. Uh, I'm JP. We'd like to uh, give you a little info here. I've been talking about it here for a month or so. The Refit Charity Golf Tournament is coming up, which uh, John and Bertie Ball are supporting, by the way. It's a great thing. Uh, this is a group of people that go out and uh, it's it's a 501c3 organization. They've got an executive director. You can look them up online at refitportland.org. But people make a request 
they go to their homes, they evaluate it, and they end up putting it in ramps or widening doorways or putting ADA bathrooms in. doesn't cost the people anything. Most of the time, the contractors that uh, say, I'll do that job, uh, they don't even send in the bill to refit for the materials. They do it out of the, out of the goodness of their heart, basically. <clears throat> anyway. June 20th at the uh, Columbia Edgewater uh, Golf Course up there in North Portland. That's where the LPGA Cambia Tournament is held. Uh, they're going to be having a benefit tournament, and you can go to refitportland.org, and you can sign up there. You can see all the, the different things about the tournament and what it's going to do and how much money we plan to raise and all that. I'll be there, and it's going to be a great day, so I invite you to do that. We'd also like to thank Birdie Ball. Go figure the greatest new practice tool made in the last 20 years. You can find out more by listening to this show, of course, or you can go to birdieball.com. That's it. Okay. Now we'll get back to the show. We got all the, all the good stuff out of the way there. Um, <clears throat> I was going to tell you that we did uh, the Portland golf show. They moved the venue out to North Portland to the expo center it was very well received because they hadn't had one in two years. But the most interesting thing, John, uh, I had I had you. I had some golf balls. I had some actually uh, jerky and stuff there from different, you know, different sponsors like that. The one thing that people came by, they would pick up a birdie ball and they'd go, what's this? Right. And I would explain it to them. I gave away all but two individual birdie balls that you sent me and you sent me a lot. Um, but it was really interesting. And then when you explained it to them, usually they came up in pairs and you would, the guy, the lady that was talking to you, I would, I would explain it to them and I'd hand them one. And the other person would say, before you even finish, they'd say, can I have one of those? I want to try that. Or that would be great for my husband or my wife or whatever. I, I, was so impressed with that, that the interest in that just one by having something a little different and it wasn't one, of, it wasn't a training aid that you had to hook a harness on your head and step through and have it in your crotch and try to develop your swing or goofy stuff like that, um, that we've seen before. It's very simplistic, but it works great. So, uh, kudos to that for you. I just wanted to give you that report. It's, uh, it's the most amazing demonstration product in the world. And we've talked about that. And, and, you know, one of my, my children this weekend, you know, you know, during the meeting said, you know, dad, we want to congratulate you because uh, this shape that you came up with 20 years ago, and it really is going to be 20 years ago, will be on earth forever. You know, it's kind of like discovering how a Frisbee flies. You know, there are other people now that make the Frisbee, but you know, that shape will be on earth forever. And, uh, you know, the birdie ball, that shape will be on earth forever. It will be, um, the, you know, a core part of golf you know, right. forever. Uh, and it's, it's an alpha product. It, it, there's no, there's no, you know, prior invention. It's kind of the, the, you know, one of the issues with golf is that you know, everything is really a derivative of something else. Um, you know, whether it's, you know, a metal wood following a persimmon wood, you know, those kinds of things. It's a derivative and certainly it's an improvement, but it's not an alpha product. You know, birdie ball is an alpha product, which means you have to explain it, uh, you know, from the from the grassroots. And when it's sitting on your table at your show, 
um, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you had to explain to people you have to hit it whole up like this. Right, right. Because if you asked them to, you know, to put it on the table and hit it like they think they're going to hit it, I'm going to grab one here. Um, you know, again, 100 out of 100 people put it on its side like this. Right. You know, we did that little test. Um, we asked 100 people, you know, we'd hand it to them and say, put that on the ground like you would hit it with a golf club. And 100 out of 100 put it on the ground like that. So this is very counterintuitive to hit it like this. But when you understand all the physics around how a golf ball flies and how you compress a golf ball and, you know, really how the golf ball compresses in different layers of the golf ball, which is why we get the rotational effect and, and why we see it do this. But um, I'm glad you experienced that because it's both very, very rewarding and extremely frustrating because you were there for how many days? Four days at the at the Portland yeah. Golf. Yeah, three and a half. Yeah, three and a half days. And I, 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 you know, did you ever get tired of explaining it to someone? No, because they were always they were always so very sincere in their questions. Yeah. Yes, and so, but I'm going to say that after 20 years. Oh yeah. Oh my God. So so you know we everybody in my family. Uh, you know, <laughs> literally, they literally go, here you go. There's a birdie ball. They're like, and, and they're like, they can't even speak, you know, because it's, they've said it so many times that they, they just, they're exhausted. And so I think you and I talked about the fact that we have a, we have a real resurgence coming, uh, you know, right. We're, I was just thinking on the, you know, way into my office to get on this uh, uh, hookup. We're going to have our best year in birdie ball ever. We're going to have sell, we're going to sell more birdie balls in any one year this year than ever. And, and one of the reasons is because we, we created a little video where, where, you know, the animator has the ball fly into the camera, right? So right. fly into the camera instead of away from the camera. And so for the very first time ever, people understand what it's doing as it flies into the camera. And so then they, then they logically connect the dots back to, oh, that's how that works. Um, and it, it's spinning around uh, a horizontal axis reverse spin. But that little video has been such a game changer, um, you know, that, you know, again, I think we've talked about that, you know, it's in dicks now. Okay. So, you know, we always thought um, it would, you know, day one, we would be in, you know, dicks and, and sports authority and blah, 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 blah. And we were, but they sent them all back because nobody knew what they were and nobody, knew what a birdie ball was and so they couldn't they didn't sell at retail and so really for the first time ever we're 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 communicating to the masses effectively enough and these kinds of shows help us too you know so that when they go to dicks they know what it is okay yeah they were enthralled with it we're going to take another break here on grilling it's green john breaker from birdie ball and i will be back right after this don't go away Hey, it's JT, and this part of Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Ben Hogan Golf. Check them out online at benhogangolf.com. Welcome back to Grilling at the Green here on AM860 in Portland, the Golf News Network. Uh, and in a litany of other places you can find us over the radio and in the podcast version. We'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef, Beef the Way Nature Intended. Also, Ben Hogan Golf Tour Quality Clubs at Factory Direct Prices. Go to Ben Hogan Golf. 
Network.com. You can find this show if you want to listen to the podcast version uh, on all your favorite platforms. We're on um, three dozen of them now or something from Captivate to Apple to iTunes to Amazon Music to all of those. So anyway, we're out there. Uh, we're talking with John Breaker, my buddy who runs created. Well, you created it with your father, Birdie Ball. And if you've never hit one, you should because it's a it's a great fun tool and i will tell you this john and we'll move on to some other golf topics here a lot of people that live in the city who said i can hit this in my backyard which of course it's designed for you know like that and i said well yeah and if you have a park that you live close to that you walk your dog in or something like that it's great i said doesn't really fly more than 40 yards and depending on how you hit it, it can fly less. But the point is you're not trying to shag golf balls that you hit down there, you know, 95 yards or hundred yards and you can't find them. You can always find these and they don't fly too far to get out of your, you know, field of vision and stuff. And, and that actually was a great selling point to people. It's, you know, honestly, uh, the best application that I've ever known is it's a pitch and catch you, you get 40 yards apart that's home plate to second base and in fact that's a great place to do it as a softball field you get one of our strike pads or you get a birdie turf or you get a piece of carpet and you set it down and you you just hit one ball back and forth one ball back and forth and and you know we all learned how to throw a baseball by doing that and partly the targeting is so important right because i'm trying to get it to that person and, uh, you know, we kind of lose that when we go to the driving range. It's like, I want to just make contact and hit it. But with a birdie ball, you really are shaping it and moving it and trying to drop it right at their feet. And, uh, uh, yeah, so, you know, I think that's one of the things that people do, you know, with them maybe more than anything else is hit them back and forth. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we've got um, a lot of stuff going on in the golf world now. The LIV, which stands for... It's Roman numerals for 54, folks. If I had to you look didn't... that up. I literally, we're having breakfast. And what they were like, is it live? And I'm like, I don't know. And we looked it up and I thought, well, that's interesting. You know, yeah, it's a little different. We've got one coming out here to Pumpkin Ridge um, at the end of June, first couple of days of July. They're going to be out here. It's one of their handful of tournaments. So I will venture out there and give everybody a report on They've, you know, they've uh, published their list of players that they have so far. You've got a couple of them in there. Some of them weren't surprising. Ian Poulter and those guys kind of, you know, ebbing, uh, so to speak. But overall, uh, and we've all been giddy about this for the last couple of years, you know, because of COVID, the golf business just went boom. But it still seems to be holding. When I go around the courses and stuff here, I live very close to one. There's another one I played that's not very far away like that. And it's still tough to get a tee time on certain days and things. I think it's great. And that must reflect down into birdie ball too. Oh gosh. Yes. I mean, you know, we've come back to earth a little bit uh, from, from, you know, lockdown mode where, where we were one of the few choices in the universe. If you wanted to get a little, you know, golf, uh, uh, fix, but you know, we have not fallen all the way to earth. Uh, we still have that lift and, uh, we're taking advantage of it on a number of different levels. And, um, and, you know, we're going to be bringing out some new products, uh, the whole birdie park thing, 
that's again uh thought i was uh to and through that with someone but now we're gonna have to kind of do that on our own again uh we're gonna have a great open house here at the end of the summer uh, september ish uh time frame and i'm gonna say this to you you know i i don't know you you have you have family here don't you some does your do you not have any family in colorado i have a lot of I have a lot of friends that live around when I was in the horse world, they were there. We may, you know, just try to think about maybe uh, doing an open house here. Uh, sure. Summer uh, and, you know, putting on the dog or, you know, all the stuff we do um, and, uh, you know, just invite our buddies uh, in the golf world and our neighbors and, uh, you know, anyone in the area. And so we're going to try to do that late summer, early fall but it'll have a birdie park feel, right? So we'll try to, you know, we'll try to encompass all the things that we are visioning for birdie park. Oh, uh, cool. Evergreen, yep. Excellent. Evergreen is a little bit west of Denver, folks, if you don't know the geography, I guess is the best way to put it. So beautiful area. Um, that's why every once in a while, if you follow John on Twitter and into social media stuff, there'll be some pictures of elk and stuff in the, uh, when he drives to work in the morning. That always makes me jealous. It's crazy. Uh, you, you know, we're just on an elk migration trail and, uh, you know, there'll be days uh, in the spring where there's three or four hundred elk in our little meadow down here. And it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, they taste good, too. I'm just telling you that from the barbecue show. So yes, they do. Yes, they do. They're, they're very, very good. Um, let's jump back to the LIV thing for a second. What's your thoughts on that? I've, I've tried to ask everybody that's yeah, been on the show well, this question because um, I thought I had an opinion that was negative at first uh, and and I'm kind of processing it and I'm reading more and I saw a, a little PowerPoint presentation I think that's leaked out that they've put in front of people in terms of what their ambition is and if you take them at their word you know they're going to be very charity focused uh you know and i like that um i like um i like change okay i mean i i do i mean i'm a change guy and so uh you know I, don't, don't get me wrong i love traditional golf but you know, and i don't know what all they are talking about with regard to change uh but um you know a little competition never hurt anybody uh and uh you know uh from that point of view, purely, you know, from a competitive framework, you know, more golf than less golf seems good to me, uh, accessing, you know, for access to people. So, you know, all in all, you know, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm, I, I guess I'm going to say I'm, I'm on the positive side of neutral. Uh, how about you? I had the same feelings uh, when it started. Um, I did. And I've had some dealings with the folks in the Middle East, too, previously. And I think that maybe tainted me a bit like that. But as like you reading more, especially the last few weeks and kind of focusing on that. I guess I would be neutral to it, too, maybe a little bit on the positive side, if they actually do what they say they're going to do. Right, right. Um, if it's just a money grab for 42 players or whatever it is, okay. Uh, it's probably not something I'm going to pay a whole lot of attention to. Uh, 
But uh, if if that's just the case, but if they do things like they say they will, I'll be open minded about it. Um, You know, my my friend Jerry Foltz, who worked for Golf Channel, covered the LPGA for years. He's now signed up to be their on course guy for them. And that's going to be they haven't gotten any television deals, so it's going to be on YouTube like that. But, but yeah, uh, and I wish the best for Jerry, man, I, well, I hope, I hope he made the right move. You know, it's, it's high risk. It is. And, uh, you know, y- y- yes, you know, if you include the, the Saudi component, you know, that, that sort of, in, that, that adds another piece to it that makes it more complex. But, um, you know, I, I, again, the charity piece of, you know, if they really are, if that's, if that's a, a big piece of what they're going to do, and it, it's like they let off with that. And so I'm going to hold them accountable to that. Uh, you know, they can affect change in the world and positive change. And, and it'll, like you say, it's, it's, a, you know, let's, let's, let's wait and see. Um, you know, I mean, I've never been a big Greg Norman fan. I mean, that's, you know, I, in all candor. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, more, you know, he doesn't seem like the most selfless guy. Uh, that, that, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so I, I, you know, certainly, you know, there's something in it for Greg Norman, but, um, you know, but again, he's been a good entrepreneur and maybe he's got some visions, uh, you know, and I don't even know. I mean, are we talking more stadium, more crowd, more getting people involved, different rules, uh, more drivable par fours. I mean, you know, I just, I don't know what the, what the, what the change is going to be, but they can, they right. say change. So, I mean, whatever that is. We'll see. Anyway, John and I are going to take a break. We'll be back with more grilling at the green right after this. Hi everybody. It's JT. And this is a special version of grilling at the green. Grilling at the green is brought to you in part by painted Hills, natural beef beef. You can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's painted Hills, natural beef. Welcome back to Grilling on the Green. I'm JT, along with uh, Birdie Ball founder and uh, president right now, um, John Praker. But first, here's Bruce Furman with his weekly tip. Hi, this is Bruce Furman from Langan Farms Golf Club, and uh, I'm the director of instruction there. And I'm going to give you a little tip today. I'm going to talk about uh, number one fundamental in golf, and that's to know where the beer cart is at all times. No, not really hit the percussion point or hit the sweet spot on the golf club. And that's not easy. You've got to have a good golf swing to do that. But using launch monitors like a TrackMan or those different launch monitors, we found that you really lose a lot of speed when you miss the percussion point or the sweet spot. So, for example, if you hit it low on your golf club, on your driver, low on the heel will lose almost 9 miles per hour, low in the middle, 7, low on the toe, lose 8 miles per hour. And even in the middle, but you hit the heel or the toe, you're going to lose four, four to three miles per hour. So hitting that sweet spot, if you need more distance, is really important. And one thing you can do to kind of tell where you're hitting it, if you can't tell just by hitting the, the shot and feeling it, is to use some foot powder that's, that's used for, for like uh, athlete's foot, something like Tenactin or Lamisil, and spray that on your clubs. And then when you hit the ball, it'll leave a mark on your club face and you'll be able to tell where it is. And just by focusing on hitting the sweet spot and trying to hit the sweet spot more, I think you can do it better and you'll get more distance. 
Hope that helps you. Thank you, Bruce. We appreciate that. For more about Bruce Furman's and his golfing instruction, just go to the Langdon Farms um, website. Click on instruction. There's a drop-down menu there. There's a picture of Bruce. Talks about his rates and how to book a, a lesson with him or a playing lesson. It's all good. And Bruce has been with the show since the inception. So it's all good. And he, uh, I don't know if he actually claims me for a student, but <laughs> we'll go, go for that. We're talking with John Breaker from Birdie Ball, as I said. Um, I always love talking to John because we get uh, all kinds of subjects in during the show and then the after hours. Um, Tiger and Phil, John. I'm an unabashed Tiger fan. I have been since he started. Yep. That's just the way I am. Phil, I always enjoyed watching because he can pull off some shots and he's got a very unique personality. I I will tell you, I've been reading Alan Shipnuck's book about Phil, an unauthorized biography. Very, inter- very interesting. Very interesting. Any, any nuggets out of that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, there's a lot of them, actually. And it's not a it's not a hit piece on Phil, really. It, it talks about stuff he does for people. Um, I think what's interesting is how some of the other players react to him. Uh, some of them love him. Some of them just can't hardly stand to be in the same room with him like that. So but he's a very gregarious guy. He loves to gamble. Um, you know, he does a lot of nice things for charity. Uh, he has been known to hop on his jet with some buddies and fly up to Vegas and get, get a suite at Caesars or something like that and do a bunch of sports betting on weekends or whenever they got time off, especially like during football season and stuff. But, um, it's very, very interesting. The, uh, the back and forth between him and tiger over the years. Right. Uh, is, is that, is that legit or do, do they, is that for the cameras? No, it's legit. They didn't, I think Phil kind of like tiger, but as long as he could needle him and tiger had no use for it mm-hmm. from what I picked up from the, but they've since kind of crossed that bridge, but there's still that underlying, they like to cut each other when they can. Right. So, so like that, but it's an interest, interesting book, but like I said, I'm an unabashed tiger fan. And I've said that a hundred times on the show and I'll probably say it a hundred more before I'm done, but yeah, it, yeah, I'm a, I'm an unabashed tiger fan as well. I mean, yeah. just, you know, what he did for the sport, uh, you know, what he continues to do. I, you know, if tiger's in the mix, you know, the TV ratings, I mean, golly, you can't even. No, they're off the chart. Believable, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had a tournament here in Colorado for years and years called the International, and it was, it never fit Tiger's timeline, uh, and 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 I don't know that he ever played in it. I could be wrong, but um, you know, from the rumblings that I've heard, you know, kind of, you know, through my contacts here in Colorado, the fact that he never came is the reason we don't have that tournament anymore, and it's because. He moves the needle, right? I mean, yeah. He chooses not to play in a golf tournament. You, you know, back in the in the early two thousands, you may as well just scratch that off. You're, you know, you're not going to get anything. John, thank you. People can find Birdie Ball where? Birdieball.com. Simple stuff. Simple yeah. stuff. All right. We'll be back next week with another edition of um, 
what is this show? Oh, yeah, Grilling at the Green. So for John Breaker and myself, we thank you for listening. And go out there, play a little golf, hit a birdie ball. Take care, everybody. Grilling at the Green is produced by JTSD Productions, LLC, in association with Salem Media Group, all rights reserved.